Hello and welcome, welcome to, to The, the Smut, Smut Show, Show, a weekly podcast from your new internet book besties. We discuss all things spicy books and mix in a little bit of motherhood, life, self-care, and everything in between. So sit back, grab a beverage, and let's chat. Hello and welcome to The Smut Show. I'm Rachel. And I'm Neely, and we are joined today by Peyton Corinne. Peyton is a writer of romances with imperfect characters, angst, and lots of heart. Her stories come with a healthy dose of swoon and angst, of hurt and comfort, and though it may take them some time, they always end with a happily ever after. She has been writing since she was young, but is finally letting those stories live further than her notes app. If she's not writing, she's probably making another cup of coffee, re-watching Twilight. First of all, I need to pause there because the amount of authors that we have on that are it Twilight like fanatics. It is. It is. Just assume it's every author. It's every author. And I, I, it, that's very relatable. So I'm there for it. Okay. So she's relatable either. Content. Yeah, making another cup of coffee, rewatching Twilight, and frantically, frantically reading through her own endless TBR. Peyton loves to laugh, but her books, this says might make you cry, they will make you cry. So, no, Peyton. Well, well. Yeah. Thanks for coming well. on. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be awesome. And thank you guys for having me. We're so Absolutely. excited. I just finished Unsteady a couple days ago. Um, and that was a journey. Um, it was a journey. And Neely texted, texted me. <laughs> yeah. I'm fresh. I she texted, texted me and was like, like, this is it's so much more angst. Because I, I don't really, like, I don't read a lot, a lot of high angst books. But I was like, I was totally here for it. And you do it so well. And we'll talk more about that. But I, I think. I read a lot of high angst books. So like, I think it just surprised I, Neely because I was like, you have to read this. And then she was reading it and she was like, this is way more than what you normally read. That's so happy. Plus, like, Rachel knows, like, tell me it's a hockey player and a figure skater. I need to know nothing else. I'm like, yeah. I'm here. sold. You're sold. Yeah. Sold. Sold. <laughs> Done. Downloaded. Tell me. Uh, tell me less. Yeah. Uh, Especially if there's do... other children involved too. Okay. We'll oh, get there. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, wait, wait. Um, right, let's we'll do one and five star moments. Should we do that? Should we do some one yeah, stars let's. and five stars? Okay. I'll go um, first. Okay, you go first. Um, so my five star. One of them is Rachel and I had like a marathon recording session two nights ago, and um. We banged out two episodes and two Patreons in like two hours. It was wild. Um, it was um, wild. It was yeah. wild. And then we talked a um, lot. my other five star, which is pretty obvious, uh, is my kids went back to school today as of recording. So we're recording this on what is today? The eighth. Yeah, ninth. The ninth, the ninth yeah. of January. My kids, both my kids finally went back to school now. This leads into my one star moment, which is it's supposed to ice and snow like Monday. And that means I would bet money. There is not school Tuesday next week. They already have Monday off for MLK day and there's probably not going to be school Tuesday. And I'm like, you fuckers just went back. I'm going to be so mad. Can I tell you about how mad I'm going to be if we don't school? I'm going to be really not okay. I, I dry January will be done. I will be, yeah. it will be wet January at this house. 12 days um, in. <laughs> yeah. 12 days in. I will, but also we have plans to take Liam and Charlotte to my kids to a musical this weekend. It's the Dogman musical, like the Dogman books. 
um, <laughs> Peyton's so like, I don't know what that is. Um, Not it is <laughs> no, it's Rachel knows. Um, so it's, it's like little chapter graphic novels. Um, and first grade boys are like weirdly into them, but, um, oh, the yeah. author is dyslexic yeah, seven, as, yeah. The author is dyslexic. <laughs> like, like, I am not a first grade boy, so. <laughs> the author is dyslexic, as is my son. And so he loves Dogman because he just thinks that it's really cool that the guy who wrote them is also dyslexic. Um, and there's a musical that's coming to Dallas. And the, the musical reached out to me and they were like, hey, would you and your family want to go? And I was like, yes, we would. Yes, um, yes. So that's Saturday afternoon. And I'm like, if it could just like hold off, just like yeah. let us do that um i would be okay if it happened right after that because liam has a basketball game after that and like if we have to miss that i'm not <laughs> like i don't really want to uh-huh. go to the basketball game i'm good i'm to see the musical yeah um, um i do hate i hate uh this what peyton where are you she's in florida where are you from You're i'm in florida, florida so okay. we had a really big storm today but i don't have the the snow problem here. okay well we like we get one time of y- a year maybe where it's like not even snow it's like ice and slush yeah and the whole freaking state shuts down and it is yeah. so annoying and i'm like we just went back i would love this to happen like mid-february Mid-February, I will be ready to hole up in my house for a couple of days. But January... I'm good with mid-February, too. Like... Yeah. We had ice and snow last year. And I think it was... It was it was the week of the auction. Um, I know when it yeah. was. But I um, vividly remember just sitting in front of our fireplace and reading on my Kindle and just letting my kid... Yeah. I was like, y'all do you. I had to work. I was out of town and I missed it last year. So I'm like, this is dumb. All of this is dumb. I'm mad about it. Yeah. Um, okay. I will do my... I, I didn't put a five star. Is that the most sad thing that you guys have ever heard? I like... I mean, we recorded two days ago. So like... We recorded two days ago. I think my... Yeah. I was trying to think like life is fine. Like life is good. It's not like bad. Um, Lots of three I did stars. Her- it's like lots of three stars. My kids are really fun, right? Like as, as happy as I was to send them back to school, like they're just really funny right now. Like this morning they woke up and they, uh, they were like, we're really cranky. We don't want to go to school. And I was like, dude, that is so relatable. So I just think like, they're just really fun right now. So I think that's my five star, but it's not like a one moment. They're just kind of like being really funny. Um, they're also screaming at each other. So like, lest you think that our house is in harmony. It is not. Um, so that's my five star. And then my one star is I think that I heard. So if you've been listening to the podcast for like the last month, uh, I hurt my neck and I think I talked about it with Tara a couple yeah, weeks ago. I, that's the last episode I listened okay. to on my yeah. run like the other day. And yeah, I remember I, that. <laughs> Okay, so like super sad and I'm old and like hurt my neck. Well, then I texted Neely today and I was like, I think I hurt the other side of my neck. And so I was icing it before we got on the podcast. And I'm like, I don't know what I I think I'm just like holding so much tension in my neck and my shoulders that they're like so scrunched up. And then I like relax them one time a day. And the one time a day that I like relax them, all my muscles like seize. And so they're like very angry at well, me. I was telling Rachel before recording that I woke up in the middle of the night last night in like horrible pain. And I was like, oh my God. And I had like some sort of like spasm or like 
pulled muscle in my back. I'm fine now. So like, it's very possible. It's just this like, is just like a really a dream. I can't remember <laughs> if it was a dream. It's like, I'm not even sure if this really happened. This might not have happened. Um, it feels like it happened, but like, I don't know. Who could know? Um, yeah. Who could know? Um, who could know? Um, Peyton, what are your ones and fives? I'll start with my one and I'll end on a high note. So my one star, <laughs> uh, and I literally, I texted Tara before and I was like, should I even say this is a one star? Cause it sounds so like, like I'm complaining, but I have my first ever, I received my first ever copy edit version of unsteady back, which is like the most brutal <laughs> heartbreaking moment. Like you sit there and you start reading the comments and you're like, Wow, I am the worst writer ever. No, like everyone, I just read it. It's so good, <laughs> and I know, like, it's so good. But there's like things that they'll point out. Like, you just said that they haven't seen each other for this amount of weeks, and now it says that they just saw each other yesterday. I'm like, oh, how did me and no one else notice that? But all right, that's fine. Like, okay, it's it fine. sucks because they're so right. Like, they're a hundred percent correct on what they're saying. But you're like man this hurts <laughs> like the red lines everywhere i was like oh it is I, just but- like so hard to keep up though like with what's going on when you are do- like writing a full-length novel you're like did i just say this in the last chapter or did- was that like six chapters ago i don't know what's happening it's impossible and i really screwed myself over because all four of the books in my series overlap and take place at the same time oh for like my a period gosh. of time. So like we're going to see these same situations or like the Halloween party that we didn't go to un- unsteady is going to come up later. And it's like, I thought I was going to be able to keep track, but I <laughs> am already. You need one of like. Screwing okay, it up. <laughs> do you know when people like in shows or movies and there's like a meme that comes up a lot of like a big board and people are trying there's like lines connected yes like i'm like y'all know what i'm saying right i'm like i don't know how to explain this but um that's what this i feel like you like crime like a big board yes you need a big crime board with like all that's a good idea i need it like physical because i put it all typing it yeah and like i start typing i'm like oh i don't remember anything (laughs) yeah let me go reread my entire book but uh yeah, it was a it was a very humbling moment, and yeah. I when I talked to Tara about it, I was like, "Should I say this? It sounds so like derogatory. I should be. I'm really thankful that this is happening." She was like, "No, people need to know. Like, I don't. I don't do well with. I don't do well with criticism, so I would not be okay. Same. I would like, yeah, like I would be like cry. crying. Yeah, I used to I like tell that. when I like got a job. That was the first thing I would tell my boss or my superior. Was like, I want you to tell me if I'm doing something wrong. But you, have I to never be, want like, somebody to so tell me if I'm nice. doing something wrong. <laughs> I, I want cry. them to lie. I want them to tell me I'm doing everything perfect all the it's time. It's got to be like the best compliment sandwich. Like sandwich, you got to like yes. really build me up here before you tell me what I'm doing wrong, and, and then, then I will still walk graph. away. Yeah, yeah, and then I'll still walk away and be like. Oh, yeah. Like, Charlotte tells me, my four-year-old, all the time that I'm the best mommy ever. And I'm like, I really dread the day when she's like, actually, you're kind of terrible because... Oh, well, it's right okay because my... Right positive feedback on my momming. That's, that's so nice for you, Neely. My six-year-old switched seats at dinner tonight because she didn't want to sit by me, so... Oh, well, we're terrible. We don't eat with our children. They eat together and we eat after they go to bed, so... They eat together. I mean, like, um, we're no, there. 
playing ball. We're in the yeah. room, but we just yeah. like I can't eat. It's when fine. I eat. First of all, it's five p.m. Second of all, yeah. Uh, I like to enjoy my meals and I would <laughs> so. Yeah, no. Maybe um, one day. It's just not in our journey right now. No, I, I'm glad you shared that though, Peyton. I feel like I feel like a lot of listeners, I feel like we've gotten good feedback on like author episodes where they share like the reality of it of like, yeah. this is not just like, you don't just, you know, bang something out and then put it, there's a lot that goes into it. So that was a good, that was a good one star. Yeah, that was my, it was exciting moment to get it back. And then it was like extremely settling, like very quickly as I read through. <laughs> okay. um, but my five star would be, I actually was in Disney World yesterday. So I live in Florida and I go to Disney a good bit, not as much anymore because I used to work there. And so you spend a year working there and you're like, I never want to go there Why did you do it yeah. Disney? <laughs> I did a college program there right after I graduated. I, yeah. And so I worked... If you've been to Disney World, like in Orlando, I worked at the Festival of the Lion King, like the show, which okay. was really oh. fun because I get to watch it all day. But uh-huh. you do watch it like four times. We went. We took our kids. Yeah. We went yeah. to Disney for a week, uh, summer of twenty two, with our kids. Okay, I'm still it's trying. Like, I mean, summer it's fun. From it. It's it's fun. It is. It's it's fun. It's great yeah. for kids. It really is. And like, I, I it's great for kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to say only positive things, but I did work there. So it was like yeah. pretty rough, but I, I, loved yeah, I worked Epcot. there. I okay. loved Epcot. Epcot was great. That's Epcot's great. a good one, especially as an adult. Positive yeah. Feedback. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice one, but like drinking around the world, we did it one time. We like did the drink and eat like something in each country. And the amount of money I spent to walk home at the end of the night and be like, I'm starving. Like, I've had a oh, little yeah. piece of food this big from every country. Like, let's go order a pizza and go home. I had strep throat yeah. when we were in Disney. Um, so I – it was horrible. I got strep the second day we were there. And it was awful. Awful. I that was so awful. sick. And I was still I'm really excited. We were Disney we're going- in June. When are y'all yeah. going? We're going in June. Um, yeah, but no, we're it's going- real hot. Yeah, we're going with like 12 adults and two kids. And so I'm oh. like super pumped to just be like. That's not hard. Here are my children. It was just us. It was just us and no, two kids. No, I don't think. I'm not saying it's going to be hard. I think it's going to be <laughs> awesome. Time. There's yeah. a picture. <laughs> it's going to be a blast. <laughs> our, our last night at Disney, we were sitting in our hotel room and we had ordered pizza. And there's a picture of both kids on their tablets and Andrew and I. Like Andrew's on his phone, and I took the picture, and I'm like, "Yeah, we've had enough family time. Yeah. Like we've we've bonded <laughs> done. as much we're as <laughs> the bonding has. We're good now. So yeah, yeah. sufficiently. It was bonded. marathon weekend this weekend, so like there was tons of people running, and uh, yes. my dad's best friend, his family comes a lot, and so they were here. Their kids are in high school. Two of their kids are in high school, and one of them is in elementary school. Like there's a big age gap and so we me and my boyfriend went and we just hung out with them for like the whole day running around and it was like fun they go a lot so they it's not like oh we got to show them where everything is they're just kind of like down to bebop around and take our time and it was really nice so that was my my five star for sure that's super (laughs) fun um neely What's a recent read you've loved? I'm reading I'm reading your response and I'm I can't wait to hear how you talk about this. <laughs> okay. I can't name names. I was given a book by an author um that doesn't come out for a while. 
and I can't talk about it. I can't tell you what it is or who it's by, um, but it's really good. And when I can talk about it. What a wonderful. It, yeah, um, it's so good. Listen, when I can talk about it, it will make sense. It's really good. And I'm I bet, enjoying I, I, it. I bet but people instead, can guess what it is. Probably. Instead, I'm going to talk about how I have been listening to every podcast or watching every interview that Gypsy Rose Blanchard has been on. Because um, that's just like where my journey Wait, is this week. You were talking about this on Tara's episode and you guys I'm too, still talking didn't know it. who they were. And I was shocked that I was like, how do you guys not know who Gypsy no, Rose is? No, me and Tara like, were like, what? My whole TikTok yeah, like, is Gypsy Rose that? doing like... Gypsy Rose is now doing like get ready with me. She's doing OOTDs. Mm-hmm. I'm listen, girl has amassed between Instagram and TikTok almost 20 million followers in her less than two weeks. She's been out of prison. But the weirdest part is she is weirdly well spoken. Like, I am watching these interviews. She's with been her practicing. Like, yeah, she's, she's been in prison practicing. She's had some she time. Has, she has been in She's media. coming out of the book, I think. Did I see that? in four. She's been in media training. Like, she was on The View. Yeah. And Joy Behar, I don't know if y'all are View people. I've watched The View, like, forever. And she was like, no, Gypsy. Really, like, your I'm, age is showing. Yeah, I'm almost 40, guys. We all know I talk about it. Anyway, um, shut the fuck up, Rachel. That was, that was a dick. That was cruel. Wow. I'm about to divorce Rachel harsh. on this podcast. Um, the View, that hurts so bad. I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to keep talking now. Oh, I feel hurt. I was um, thinking, really. like, wow, that's really. I mean, they're really good friends, but dang, that's rough. No, Neely's just never gonna speak to me again. It's. <laughs> I hope everyone's enjoying this episode of the podcast. It will be it our final episode. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We're um, done. I'm. I'm seriously joking. Um, no, but Joy Behar was basically being like. In not so many words, like, it's probably good. You killed your mom. And Gypsy was like, no, 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 like, it's wrong. It's murder. It's, it's still not okay. And Joy was like, no, like, well, it's fine. Good. And she's like, it's not fine, but okay. Like, it was. <laughs> anyway, um, 10 out of 10 recommend anything Gypsy Rose. The content is okay. chef's kiss. Does she have her own podcast yet? <gasps> she should. No, but I'm sure somebody, I'm sure she will. Oh, she, book, podcast, she's getting anything. Whoever has hooked her up as, like, her media person is going to be like, we've got time and we got to capitalize now. Like, right now. Capitalize on the gypsy, like, uh, the following she had pre-getting out of prison. Like, people are, like, here for this. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I I still need to go and look and see what happened. (laughs) I can't tell you about the book I'm reading. I'm gonna listen. All right, I'm gonna. I gotta find like a Gypsy Rose starter kit for you. Yeah, that's what I need. I'm a little overwhelmed because I'm seeing her everywhere, and I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I get that there was like some like like uh, not Stockholm. No, it's not the right one. What is it? Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Yeah. Okay. Mm Yeah, so like that happened. <laughs> I really there's a really that. good Peyton. I don't know if have you seen the um like mini series? It was with Joey King where she plays. Yes, I did. Okay, I was. I love like any love biopic or like I like documentaries, but I love yes. a good biopic. And so Biopics, like any documentaries. Of those- mm-hmm. Have you, have you, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that like my other pillar of reading besides smut yes. is celebrity memoir. 
I have two. Which sides I do to love. Me. That's so funny. I, I was like very specific. Two things. <laughs> well, your two things are that are three or four things. I remember you uh, missing <laughs> that off. I thought that was. So I really funny. just love these two things that are actually eight things. Three things. These two things that are three things. Yes. A recent read that I loved is uh, "Swift and Settled" is what I'm currently reading right now, and I. I was sad that when I finished, so I read Done and Dusted in the summer, and then I went into my cowboy like, romance era. Done and Dusted. I I feel like with books, I have like no concept of time other than it popped up on my memories today that one year ago today I finished Consider Me, <laughs> and I was so like, specific. I texted Becca Mac, and I was like, I finished Consider Me a year ago today. So, okay, I'm back. <laughs> All right. My, I don't know why mine hates me. It's fine. Um, but we read Done and Dusted this summer, and then I went into my cowboy romance era. And then I've been, I haven't realized how sad I've been to not be in that era anymore. And then I started reading Swift and Saddled, and I was like, oh, I missed my cowboys. So I'm yeah. happy to be back. I'm happy to the be back. Cowboys are at a Rebel solid Blue. time. Oh, they yeah. are. I love a, a good time romance. all around. I do too, man. I was and like to the train for a while. So was I. I'm from I'm from Alabama, and the idea of like a southern like we live in Texas. Was like, no, yeah, that is how like, we were. I was I'm like, good. nope, nope, nope. I don't. And then want I read Elsie Silver, and I was like, done. Yeah, yeah. this is amazing. Hey, did you Did you go to the University of Alabama? I did not. I went to Auburn. Okay. Oh, wow. So I unfortunately, of, I have to slide that in. Yeah. I watch a lot of Rush talk. So, oh yes, and I was not in a sorority, but uh, we're Auburn's very different. I mean, it's huge, but Alabama, I think it's like fifty percent is Greek, and Auburn was like solid twenty twenty five. So it was I fell in the majority of people not being Greek, but I did watch the Alabama documentary. That was terrible. I was so excited to watch it, and I was like, I could have made this with a poor. That Rush documentary looked like they just took a bunch of TikToks and tied them together, and then they were done. It was bad. I could have made that myself. I could have made that. You would have <laughs> made it well. Um, all right, Peyton, what's a recent read you've loved? So I struggled with this really bad when I knew you guys were going to ask, because when I draft, like when I'm actually actively writing, especially first draft, if I read contemporary romance, I am thrown off because I'll start reading something like, oh, this is brilliant or I'll get their voices really stuck in my head and then I can't go turn around and write my stuff like I get. I just can't. And so yeah. I read a lot of like alien romances, monster romance, just yes. as much as possible. And so I went back on my Kindle library and I was like, what did I recently read? And I just started scrolling through like and naked like, oh, blue shit. man after naked blue man. Like, <laughs> yes. over and over and like, oh i don't know if i'm gonna be able to pick so i had to really scroll and be like okay what's like the last the last one i've been listening to and i'm currently listening to um yours truly by abby jimenez and i really oh, like okay. it okay um but i'm not done with it i would say and then the, i just read the fake out by Stephanie archer finally i've been putting it off because i knew it i was gonna fine. love it it's my next book after I yes. read the mystery it's book. It's so good. I, I'm I so think excited. I texted one of my friends halfway through, and I was like, this might be my new favorite <gasps> hockey romance. Is it better than the first obsessed. one? I think so. Because, yeah, yeah no, I, I loved so. it. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was I, – I, I really like her writing anyway, but I just mm-hmm. think the fake out was just like 
yeah it blew me away and i read I'm a so lot excited. i have read a lot of hockey romance and i really i really like that so i would say that one especially was rachel and i consider so ourselves hockey romance connoisseurs oh yeah i love for sure. that I love that. Sure. I uh, I'm gonna add that. I'm gonna bump that up because I've been like wanting to read it, and I just have been like, I don't know. I other things get in your way. TBR. Yeah, and so I've been, but I feel like I've seen recent, like ever since you put it in your January TBR, I feel like I've seen tons of people posting about it, and so now I'm like, all right, I'm in. I'll, because I'll go I'm back a trendsetter, obviously. You are. You're really a trendsetter. Um, <laughs> all right, Peyton, are you ready? For your first ever interview. I'm so ready. I was absolutely thrilled when you guys asked me to be on because we'll be gentle talking about this kind of stuff. God, <laughs> no, I love gentle. <laughs> You're making it weird. Um, okay. Tell us about yourself. What is your villain origin story? Oh, well, that would start with I'm a Leo with two Scorpio placements. But um no, I uh <laughs> We're getting specific. Getting really specific. Um, I'm from Alabama originally. I was born in Huntsville, which is like, I hate saying it this way, but it's a really big city in a really rural, like, state. So I'm from Alabama, but not that part of Alabama is what I always say to people when (laughs) I say that I'm from there, uh, which is why I don't have an accent. But um, That's how we feel about being from Dallas. We're from Texas. I'm from Texas, and they're like, well. very specific cities (laughs) um but i have always wanted to write i spent the majority of my childhood and i mean like 14 and up being like an avid and like kind of popular fan fiction writer i was like i was living a double life like i would go to school and be like i don't know anyone i'm not talking to anyone like I think I was in theater and I was in AP. Like I was a good kid, rule follower. And then at night I was just like pouring out like story after story. What fanfic? Oh, like I would have to just maybe 12 to 14 different like Twilight fan fictions. I was Oh, Twilight. Okay. Twilight. I think I dabbled in Star Wars. I like anything that there was a romance that I could pull out and be like, I'll write it. Since they didn't put it in the movie or the book, I'll write it myself. Um, I'm going to need you to send me some links. Can you just give me one example of a Twilight fanfic? I need to know. Like that I wrote? Like a pairing. I I personally, especially when I was writing, and this is like, I was talking about this uh, to somebody else the other day about liking characters in popular books now, like my favorite characters, like from SJM or like other things are always the characters that have slightly less told about them. And I think it's because my writer brain is like, I want to write that story over here on my little secret computer. Um, and for me, it was always like the extra, extra characters in Twilight. So any of the extra vampires that appeared in the last book, I was like, they have to have a tragic story of like how they lost the love of their life or like (laughs) the wolves imprinting on, you know, adult aged people instead of a baby, like that kind of situation. Um, but (laughs) I, yeah, anyone that didn't have a significant other, I was like, let me do this. Let me get them. Breaking Dawn, both the book and movies, made me uncomfy. Just yeah. yep. 
Yeah. Have you seen that TikTok that's like the guy talking about me? He's like, I still keep thinking about that wolf imprint on that baby. Like, that was messed up. And I was like, that's my brain all the time. It's so (laughs) messed up. I am uncomfy. Um, I literally, in the movie theater, when Edward and what the hell is her name? Bella. I'm like, what is her name even? Um, Personality. I haven't rewatched. Twilight since it came out. But in the movie theater when they have sex and the bed breaks, I laughed out loud so hard people looked at me. <laughs> like meanwhile, people me shot daggers at, at you. 17. I was about to say me at 17 would have been like, get out of here. Get out. <laughs> you don't even believe in their love. I've been waiting for this. This I'm was trying to think, <laughs> I'm trying to think how old I was. I think I was like 27 when the movie came out. So it's like, I can't. Sorry. That tracks. I think I was 16. I'm not sure. But it, Thanks, that's guys. the thing I will say. So about, about like, myself right now. Well, no. What I want to say is like <laughs> the Twilight in general was like a book series that came along when I was like seventh, eighth grade. And it was at the yeah. perfect time to start my obsessive reading. And like yeah. that, I say Twilight changed my life like because it is what made me want to write in the first place. Yeah. Um, not necessarily her, but just like the books and the universe itself and then getting on fanfic and stuff like that but i was i just looked it up i was in fact 27 when breaking dawn came out what year was that 2011 2011 part one i I think both parts came out the same year am i making this up i feel like one one year apart hate that i I know this Like, I can tell you. I thought they were, like, February uh, and November. It was June 27th, not? and... I probably could guess. But um, I was, like, yeah, I was a super fan. I went to the midnight premiere. I got those... I won a I poster, I think, from trivia. Like, I... Yeah. I went and it to was, the like, midnight. so embarrassing to be a fan back then. And yeah. now I feel like the resurgent is, like, it's cool to be it's a Twilight cool. fan. And so now I'm, like, oh, well, okay, great. I'll show all of you how weird I was in high school. Like, let I, me tell you. I don't even have to study up on this. I already know who this was shit. Wearing, who was wearing the Carlisle Cullen shirt? Uh, Lila. Was that Lila? Lila Sage. Okay. I love yeah. that. Came on the podcast yeah. with a DILF yeah. shirt on with Carlisle Cullen's face on it. I'm a big fan, amazing. but I will say I'm a Charlie Swan stan yeah. when it comes yeah. to the Dilf vibes, just because, like, I could just why Tara, I was like, I need, like, a spinoff of, mm-hmm. like, Charlie Goose living in spoons instead of Charlie yes. Swan in forks. Like, I need yeah. you to write <laughs> me a fanfic Goose. or something. I'm <laughs> I need it. dead. Oh, my God. I'm like, you and Tara are probably great friends because yeah, she was the same way. She was like, it's Charlie. Like, it really is. He it's is. Fine. He is magnificent. I think I agree with that. There's something about. I'm a big facial hair person, so I've been married to my. Uh, we've been together for like 14 years, my husband and I. And I think there's been one time in that whole 14 years that he has been clean shaven once and he did it and it was like in the first year that we were dating and i was like never do that never. again if you want to never stay again. with me my friend's husband my good friend's husband has a beard and he showed up at school one day like to drop kids off and he had he was like clean shaven i was like i was so taken aback i was like what happened what happened like, to I'm you? Not are you big, okay i it like was upsetting to look at i was like yes i don't know what's happening and i don't like it 
No, no, I'm not here for it. Okay, that was a very, uh, that was, we got way off on that, which is totally fine. But thank you for sharing Always your fun. villain origin story. I feel like Twilight's a big part of your villain origin story. So it was yeah, unnecessary. Yeah, so, writing. Yeah. And so to, to go off that, where did the inspiration from Unsteady come from? Oh my God. Um, so when I first started writing like hockey and contemporary romance, which was at the beginning of last year, because I wrote Unsteady in about three months. Um, and when I first started it, and I can't say too much because this person's story is going to happen, but I started in a different person's point of view entirely, and I was writing a whole different book. And oh, wow. I realized that it would just make more sense if it was from Reese's point of view. Mm-hmm. So I put that to the side, started with him and started kind of like just figuring out drafting an idea. And I really, really wanted to focus on an injury because one, they get hurt all the time. Like mm-hmm. I, the hockey players, like they're constantly losing a tooth, getting a concussion. Like it's such a painful, it's like brutal so sport. it's so rarely talked about in the hockey romances. I feel like yeah. none of them That's how I felt. I <sighs> felt like it was such a good, like it was – such an open area in the market for hockey romance to do something that was a little bit more emotional because I am always and forever will be like an angst over rom-com writer uh, just because that's where I think I thrive. And with Reese, I just started thinking, okay, well, let's like go the injury route. Like what would that look like? And then I did a lot of research and I read this one specific article and I talk about it all the time on my uh, AMAs on Instagram. Um, But it was by Corey Hirsch who used to play in the NHL and he got hit really brutally a couple times, I believe. And he had like struggled with depression, struggled Mm -hmm. with PTSD. Mm -hmm. He would talk about like very specifically. I remember reading a part where he talked about at one point, like his kids and his wife being in the other room and him having to just go in his room and shut the door and close all the blinds and just keep it like pitch black and silent. And that's where like the direct inspiration came for that first scene of Reese, like waking up and being like, I can't even listen to my dad's voice on the phone because it's so grating and irritating to me Mm -hmm. because I just am in this really negative space. Um, And then from that, moving towards wanting to talk about mental health, like Reese mm-hmm. definitely came first. I think it's pretty clear because he's very flushed out um, from chapter one. Uh, but my partner, my boyfriend, and and my sister both have anxiety. And my sister has had anxiety since she was a kid. They both struggle with panic attacks. And I've always been like on the outside looking in on that. So mm-hmm. writing from Sadie's point of view was really easy for me. But writing from Reese's point of view, which I think is cool to hear a lot of people say that they felt like it was really accurate and depicted like panic attacks or his mental health struggles really accurately uh, was really because I talked a lot with people who struggle with that every day. And, and I just think it's important. And I thought it would be, you know, it's a hockey romance. Everyone loves hockey romance, but while you're here, let's talk about something really intense. Uh, Which I think you handle it. Oh, I was just going to say, Rachel and I both struggle with anxiety. And I know, like, for me, um, I enjoy seeing anxiety in different forms represented in books because there are just so many different things that happen to somebody with anxiety in different, like, ways that it manifests itself. And um, I 
really appreciated the way that you spoke about it. Yeah. I just remember having a conversation with you, like before I even read it, you, I like had slid into your DMs. I was like, let's chat. Cause I was like, I, uh, I don't even remember. I was like the smut show. And then I was like, all right, I need to talk to you on, on my, on my, in my DMs and let's talk about this. And you were kind of explaining the book and you were like, you know, he's got PTSD from this injury. And I, uh, have struggled with PTSD for several years and since my daughter was born and you don't see it outside of in real life. You don't hear it talked about outside of like a military setting very often. And so I just, as soon as you said that I was like, Ooh, I want to, I would love, like, I can't wait to read this, like give it to me whenever you're ready. And we bully people into giving us books, obviously, as Neely talked about earlier. So like, (laughs) I was like, I want to read this. I want to know, I want to see what it's like. And I think it can be really hard. Like some, a lot of times I will uh, like stay away from reading things that are like specific for a long time. Neely and I have talked about kind of our infertility journey on here before, but like for a long time, I stayed away from like reading anything about babies. Cause I was like, I don't want to read about babies. Uh, I want my own baby. And now I'm like, okay, I, and so I, I stay away from reading PTSD stuff, but you handle it so well where yes, it was emotional. And yes, like I definitely cried, but I feel like I also felt, a, I felt a hope throughout the book. Like, you know, I never felt like super hopeless. And so I love that you included the mental health aspect of it, but like, and you talked about it realistically, but it was never like, this is, this is something you can't escape is not the right word, but like something you can't like live, like learn how to live with. Right. And live a happy life with it. Yeah, I think it it was important to me that you didn't get to the end and feel like, one, nothing had changed. And two, that, oh, everything's, he's happy and everything's great. Like, I, my real want is that people get to the end of the book and feel like they're on a healing journey now. And you know Mm -hmm. that they're going to be okay, but you don't necessarily see them completely healed because that's just not realistic. Like this is something that he'll probably live with forever. Like the next time he, if he's going to play in the NHL, he's going to get hit again. He's probably going to live with that kind Mm -hmm. of stressor again. And especially with PTSD. And I really like that you the way that you said that, but it's very true. And that's kind of why I put that line in there where he's like, you know, I didn't fight in a war. Like what's yeah. wrong with me? Yeah. Because I do think that is such a misconception for people mm-hmm. who don't have it or people who are experiencing it for the first time that they yes. think that like, I'm just being a baby or I'm not, yeah. it's my fault that I'm not getting over this because yeah. obviously I haven't experienced anything that crazy or that traumatic. Right. It's like, yes, you have. And yeah. And I want to give you the space to to talk about that and maybe open up that kind of discussion. Yeah, it's so true. Because I feel like when people like when, at least for me, when I first got the diagnosis, I was like, I'm not PTSD. Like, yeah, like you said, <laughs> I didn't go yeah. fight in a war. Like I am, I'm fine. I'm dealing with it, even though I right. wasn't. Um, and so I feel like I just love that you you handled that so well. So kudos to you. That's such a compliment. That makes me feel so good. (laughs) Good, good. You should. Um, Okay, you are the playlist queen. (laughs) Can I just interject before you even finish the question and say that I live for books that give you a playlist? 
Oh, I yeah. Need a, I need a, oh, yeah. every book to give me a playlist. <laughs> please. Please. And, like, not even – but, like, okay, so I just loved how it was, like – I've read books before where it, it's mentioned or maybe there's a playlist, like, listed at the beginning uh-huh. or something like uh-huh. that, which is, like, great. I love that, too. But this was, like, no, no. This is the song we're listening to together. Like, <laughs> this is what's playing in the car, and it's important that you know <laughs> – like this, it's not just a exactly. random song. Like it is important to the story. Yes. Um, I'm psycho about my playlist. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am like so intense about them. And it actually did not start like it started with me just wanting there to be a playlist. And because I am like when I'm drafting or thinking of a scene, in my head, I'm like visually seeing it and I'm hearing like a soundtrack, like a movie. And so when I'm writing, all I want is for people to hear and see what like I'm seeing in my head. Um, And so I have like, I had to make all of them private when, when Unsteady was starting to like take off and people were finding my, my Spotify that I was sharing to be like, here's the playlist. Uh, But I have like so many books that I've either drafted or ideas that I've just started with that have a full playlist and they're not, you know, barely five words are written, but I know these are the songs. So I've always been kind of crazy about playlists. And this one, it was like, it started as just, these were the songs I wanted. And I knew that I really wanted to be specific. Like this is the song that's playing right now. And whether people listen to it or not, it's up to them. But like, I really, it was important to me. And then it kind of opened itself up to, as I was writing, I was like, oh, they're listening to music a lot together. And I was like, oh, this is like a microtrope. Like I haven't seen that much. And I yes. really want to like push all the way forward with it. Um, and I will say I there's a playlist for every book. They're already created. Like I, I've basically drafted all of them at the same time because they all overlap. Um, and... Atria and my agent and my editor have all been like so excited about the playlist. So the playlists will continue and hopefully will be a big part of like PR and merch and stuff as we go through the rest of the series. But I was really happy that they leaned into that being such a big foundation of like the book itself, but also the series because Sadie is obviously going to make other people playlists. Like obviously the more she gets close to people, she's going to be making those playlists for everyone, but let uh, me give you a playlist. And I really, uh, I'm like, okay, here, hear me out on this, but I think you should, (laughs) I think we should go back to the burn CDs. Like can, yes, can I have (laughs) a burn CD? I also think that we should go back with some Sharpie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. that like, I know we had we had iPods and everything when I was in high school, but I was that girlfriend to my high school boyfriend. Like I burned a CD of mix oh, yeah. of songs and gave yeah. that like I should remember present. when I got my yeah. driver's license, um, like making a burned CD to be like the first CD I would listen to driving oh, yeah. alone in the car. Like Chris in your car. Because then yeah. you could put whatever. I mean, a playlist is the same thing, but like you could yes. put whatever you wanted. It was very specific and you had to listen to it in the order that like yes. it was on there. You can't like, you can't rotate. You can't, uh, oh my God, shuffle. what's the word? Shuffle. Thank you. I'm like, shuffle. you can't skip Y'all around. Y'all the iPod <laughs> shuffles? Let's bring those back. Oh, so those are those the ones that clipped on? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. As, a, as somebody who enjoys running, um, I loved me an iPod shuffle because that was just like so light. I uh, never ran, but I had one. 
you know, just in case. That marketing campaign was genius where it was like the black uh, silhouetted yep. bodies and like the dancing dancers. and yeah. Okay. So good. Um, all right. You talked a little bit about this kind of, you touched a little bit on it, but is there a character that you really identify with? It could be in Unstudy or maybe like characters that like side characters we saw or something like that. This is like hard because I think there's so many parts of me are in different characters because I just think like as a writer, I mean, you're at your most vulnerable when you're creating. And so Mm -hmm. little pieces of yourself are always going to end up on the page. And for me, it was really like, I, I see when I, when people started reading the book, my friends were like, you see, you're just like Sadie. And I was like, Oh, I didn't think that at all. I'm not, I'm not like that at all. So I think there are parts of me that are in Sadie, especially as her as an older sister, cause I'm an yeah. older sister. Um, and then with Reese, it was really his relationship with his dad. I like, I knew that I didn't want to write about my dad and I've been very open about this on my Instagram and um, my DMs are always open to people going through grief because it's just the worst. But uh, I knew I didn't want to write about him because I feel very protective of my own like grief. Mm-hmm. And somehow Max Koteski, like everything that he said and the way that he behaved with Reese is very much like my dad. Like the inspirational text messages that he was sending him every day was literally when I was a teacher and I would talk about like I would come home from school teaching middle school and I would be crying <laughs> about how horrible it was and um, or how stressful it was really. And uh, my dad would send me like paragraphs of like inspirational quotes and like long little sentiments to me. And it was so sweet. And I was like, I have to put that in there. And so by the time the book was done, I think I looked back and I was like, wow, like Reese's relationship with his dad was very much the thing that was the most me that I put there. Um, And kind of similarly, I mean, my dad was not an NHL player, but he was a really popular athlete. He was an ultra marathon runner and he was really successful, really popular for it. And so like sharing a father with like other people who know of one side of him, which is very much Reese. um, And then kind of the same thing it's just like I don't know he's just very their relationship is very much like my relationship with my dad so that was like it came out when I didn't mean for it to (laughs) like it just snuck its way into the book which I think is even more special so there are other characters female characters that are going to come along in this series that I would say I relate to more but I am yeah but uh, yeah for this one definitely what has the process been like going from Indie to Trad? Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was very fast. So I my agent contacted me with it was like the Unstudy came out on November third and barely because of Amazon. And then yeah, like I remember that two oh days my gosh. later. It was awful. That was so yeah. terrible. I was at the airport trying to get on a flight while also trying to talk to Amazon and like getting 30 DMs of people being like, it's not up. It's not up. I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm trying. Um, But that weekend I actually got a, an email that was like fan note. And it was this long email about how great unsteady was, how, you know, the tropes were subverted and like her being sex positive and him being the three date rule or like things mm-hmm. like that that were kind of twisted around and they really liked it. And at the end it was like, 
if you don't have representation, I'd like to talk to you. And I was like, wait, what the heck? Where did this come from? It's crazy. <laughs> um, and it was just like the first weekend. So I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but agents started kind of popping up and I got to meet with some of them. And I just actually, to relate it back to our Twilight moment, I started my Zoom meeting with my agent for the first time to meet with her. And I had a Twilight Zoom background from when I used to teach because I loved having that in the background. So it was like Bella's house with the truck here. And I was, I didn't know it was going to come out. So I was just staring at it. Like, what do I do about that? Yeah. Like I was just staring at her and I said, hi. And she goes, is that Bella's house? And I was like, okay, this was meant to be. Thank God. Like (laughs) she didn't know where are you? What is that? But um, so that became like my marker when I was meeting with editors and deciding who was like, a good fit. I was like, I had that you background could- and now it's just like a staple of my brand. Every time I join my editors or like Atria, there's the toilet. That's so funny. Oh, I'm kind of sad we don't record on Zoom. I I almost, I was like, I thought it was on Zoom when I first started and I was like, I better warn them that when I join, it's just going to be Bella's house in the background. That's amazing. Um, it was really funny. And so, yeah, I just we just clicked and she kind of got where I wanted, which was I did want to go trad. Mm-hmm. Um, indie publishing is am- amazing. Uh, indie authors are amazing. It's they're the most welcoming people I've ever like spoken to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to run my own business like it is. And it really it like indie publishing is so hard. Yeah. Um on the author because you mm-hmm. spend a lot of time not writing like you spend yes. a lot of time marketing and doing yeah. other stuff and I was very thankful that the right person grabbed my book and read it and thought it was you know good enough and yeah. or the right person grabbed it at the right time yeah and um yeah so now we got a re-release this year and then book two comes out the year after but it's do we really already exciting. have a re-release date we don't, but okay. it, I will say it's sooner than people probably think. So it, okay. it's going to be really exciting. Okay. Spring 2024 is the technical <laughs> date for now. Perfect. Perfect. So that date. Have one. By the time this episode comes out, I will say we may have one. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah. If we have but, a date by the time this episode comes out, we will put it in the show notes. Yes, okay, so we will. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, what is – so – You've said you've kind of – well, first of all, you've written a bunch of fan fiction, which I'm, like, here for. Um, but and you've written uh, – Unstudy is the only book that people have been able to read not yeah. on fan fiction. Um, so what's been your favorite trope to write? Or, like, what are you most excited – what trope are you most excited to write? Oh, I My favorite trope, just in general, to write is specifically childhood friends – to lovers, to enemies, to lovers. Like I want them to have found, like formed the foundation. And yes, one of the books in Unstudies series has this in it and it's incredible. Um, but like, I love, like I want childhood friends. Mainly's going to die. <laughs> I love it. It's my favorite thing. Well, like childhood Kate, friends. If you've have been listening to the to podcast <laughs> for a minute, you might know that um, <laughs> that is my favorite trope. Uh, it's the best. Just it's just an so entire good. episode about it. Um, yeah, we did. Yeah. Coming soon. Oh, okay, not the um, one. Yeah. No, no, no. Like we literally recorded it on Sunday. Um, yes. And 
Um, I love childhood friends to lovers, childhood friends to strangers, to like childhood friends to whatever happens and then happily ever after. Just make them start as childhood friends and then end with a happily ever after. Whatever happens in the middle, I'm going to read all of it. I don't care. I'm going to read it. I just love it so much. I'm going to die. What book in the series is it? Can you tell me? Is it like two, three, four? It's four. Yeah. Oh my God, and you're going to make I, me wait. That like, was me in 2028. Oh, God. Baby. I can't say. Like, I literally can't. But, like, maybe when we're not recording, I can give you some more hints. But, uh, <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Um, it's, yeah, I just love that. I love, like, in general, reading a book where the f- main character meet and they already know each other. Like, for yes. some reason. And then like, the enemies they become actors. <laughs> Yes. Like yes. that's what I need. Yes. Um, and so I yeah, that trope, no matter you what, have to do the hand I've motions. written before I did and study, I queried for agents with a romantic that was childhood friends to enemies to lovers. And so, so you just send me that. Can you just email me that? <laughs> I'll just send you the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, it's just perfect. sitting on my computer collecting dust. Um, I will read it. Like, I'll read it. it. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I hope one day I'll go back and get to write like a full length romance at least once. And I'm sure. Um, but for now, I'm just really happy with, with contemporary and with hockey. It's just so. Dude, yeah, I call it awesome. Alana Ferguson where you literally like she wrote the nanny and then she wrote fake me. Like you then you like you have something successful and then you get to do whatever the fuck you want. And so, so listen, your romance, I, I have full faith that it's coming one day. <laughs> One day it'll be here. Yeah. Just make sure Rachel knows first because. Okay. Don't she, worry. I'm yeah. gonna, she's about to email life. it to me. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be the first one to read it. It's great. There. Um, um, oh, what? Ad- oh, sorry. Go ahead, Rachel. Okay, I was going to say advice for aspiring authors. I was also going to say that. So, great minds. <laughs> okay, perfect. I feel like this is such a weird. This being my first interview, I'm like, why would you ask me that? I'm not, not a writer. Um, yeah, but with that, with that imposter syndrome. Like when someone calls me a grown up, I'm like, say. I'm not like Liam will ask if I'm a grown up, and I'm like, I guess. No, no, <laughs> never. I'm a adult teenager. Yeah. Um, I that perfectly I describes say, like, how I feel. By the way, <laughs> on my in and out list that I posted on my story for like my 2024 ins and outs, like my yes. outs one was very much like being able to like get rid of my imposter syndrome and make sure that like you are confident and like talking about your achievements. Like anytime it gets brought up that I'm a writer <laughs> to people in my regular life, I'm like, no, 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 no. And then I'm like, you know what? I should tell them like, it is cool. And so yes. I'm getting better about that. But for people who want to be writers, um, don't let imposter syndrome stop you because I'm, I waited three years of just writing on my computer and trying to query an agent and I got nowhere. Like the amount of rejection was so brutal. It was awful. And it's not even about you. It's just, they have this massive, like the amount that they read is insane. Um, and just remember that indie publishing is always there. Like, I just think indie publishing is the best possible route to go sometimes. Like you know, whatever works for you. But um, what did I keep saying about your first draft? Rachel, I think we talked in your DMs about first drafts. And I was like trying to remember what in the world I said, but I think it was just the same thing I always hear over and over again, which is like, it doesn't have to even be good. 
Yeah. It just has to be done. <laughs> and that's, yes. And I think that's like what sometimes I kept coming good, back to you. Sometimes done is better than good. And that's just my philosophy on that. I'm kidding. Yes. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, I, I would like in about. when I was in my like deep, like November writing, I kept like coming back to Peyton being like, what am I doing? And you were like, <laughs> just write, just write it. Like just write it down. And I feel like that's so what so many, I feel like you hear that advice from a lot of authors, which means that it works. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, I, I feel it's like if you're hearing it, so you got to do it. I told someone, someone asked me in my DMs, like a similar question where they're like, I just keep struggling. I keep going back and changing things. And I was like, um, sometimes I just write the dialogue of a scene. Like I yeah. sit there and I just type out like their conversation. Then the next pass I go back and I'll be like, okay, here's what they're doing. And then yeah. it's like, now let's set the scene. Like, what's around? What are the descriptions I need? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Like, your first draft doesn't have to have anything no. that good. It just has to have, like, a cohesive plot, one cohesive plot point. <laughs> That's yes. It. And you're yeah. done. And once you finish, like, the story itself, and once you know what you, you know, want to eventually happen – like sometimes I sit down and write out like here's the three conflicts and here's how all of them are solved. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know when that's going to happen, but I at least know where how we get to point A to point B, yeah. and I'll figure it out along the yeah. way. Like, yeah, I mean, you do. You just have to write, and it like it's it's sounds a lot easier than it. I mean, it's not easy. It is hard to sit down and just get it out, but you have to. Uh, Diana Elliott Graham, friend of the pod, uh, one of our faves, she, uh, I'll, I'll always be texting her and she's like, you can edit a bad page. You can't edit a blank page. And I always think that's like so helpful. Cause I'm like, you need to be able to edit something like you have to have something on the page to edit or else you're just going to be hanging out for a while so it's so true I'm drafting book two right now at the same time as my very good friend who has been along this entire journey with me Bal Kavra and um who wrote Collide yes it's amazing yeah it's so good and she and I got picked up at the same time so we've just been like Soulmates. I love it. Um, I love it. But like both of us every day, it's like, well, now that this is my job, um, I've got nothing. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> I've got no words to put down on a page. Like, help me. Um, I've learned but zero words there in and my like life. try. Exactly. Like, suddenly I can't remember anything I said I was going to do. Like, I had all yeah. these ideas and suddenly they're gone. But like, yeah. I don't know. I hate that that is the advice is like, just sit down and write. But like, it is. It sounds simpler than it is, but it is. You just have to like sit there. Even if you sit there for an hour and write 10 words, like you should feel accomplished walking away. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So what is a have to read book you tell people about? This is so hard. (laughs) I have like my trophy shelf, which is like all of my absolute favorite books. Um, Archer's Voice is very much one of so those good. that I talk about all the time. Okay, I'm obsessed. I haven't read, I read it. it. You have it's, to. Read I don't it. think it's, Rachel can handle it. I think that I don't. I don't think you can do it, Rachel. It's so I'll think good. about it. No, it's, it's so, so good. I but my mom read it. My mom read it, and she was like, "It was almost too sweet." I was like, "What is wrong with you?" I got so mad no. at her on the phone. I was like, "We can't talk. I'm. <laughs> we're done. I. No, we're done here." I, have to be responsible for Rachel. 
Okay. I I love yeah. I love Archer's voice. I love love theoretically is on there. Happy Place by Emily Henry. Um, Alone with You in the Ether. I have a tattoo. I have two bookish tattoos, and one of them is the Bumblebee from Alone with You in the Ether by Olivier Blake, and that's uh-huh. one of my all time favorites. And then I have a quote from the Raven Hood series. If you guys have ever read those, I haven't um, read it, but I know it. They're pretty good. Um, okay, I'll read that too. I do love Olive Blake because I read her. Well, I love her fanfic. Her, uh, yeah, she's got some excellent Germany fanfic um, that got me hooked on her. And I read that first, and then I read the Atlas Six um, last year, and that book like stressed me out really hard. But it was really did you good. Like it? I did. Okay. I think. I think I liked it. Like I start. I also. I like. I liked it. I think. But I was very stressed out by it. Like there's just a lot that happens. It's a lot. She is like a author that I genuinely so admire. Like if someone was like, who do you wit-? like? If you could sound like anyone, or you could write like anyone, who would it be? And I would pick her every time because I just think she's brilliant. She's but a genius. Like she's. She is like it is like highbrow. Yes. Words. Yes. And I was an English major in college, so I love it. But like, I know that it's not everyone's cup of tea. Um, just like you know, every book is not necessarily yeah. everyone's cup of tea. But that one is alone with you in the ether. Okay, I need to read alone with you in the ether. I I read Atlas Six, and then I got ha- like halfway through Atlas Complex. Is that the second one? Okay. Um, yeah. And then I got. I was like, I know there's a third one coming, and so I need to wait until the third one's out, or else I'm gonna forget. Everything. Um, Everything so I read, stopped. Yeah. yeah. So I stopped halfway through and I'm gonna have to do like a refresh of what happened in Atlas Six because it's just like it is it's very intellectual. Like it's so just smart. a lot. So smart. She went um, to law school. Of course she did. Yeah. I when I found that out, I was like, oh, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, you're like, like, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, this is incredible. Um, yeah. Her Germany fanfic that it's called um ha- uh how to win friends and influence people the same uh the dale carnegie uh title like of the same name um and it is like plot twist upon plot twist upon plot twist. like it was so much fun to read and after i finished that i was like i who is this person and i loved it so much so um she's great i wanted to recommend one more just because I'm listing a bunch of people who are like uh, doing amazing and they're all, you know, traditionally published, but for indies in general, just because I, I have to recommend some indies, um, everyone and their freaking brother knows that I'm obsessed with the wedding menu. <laughs> um, so yeah. Oh my gosh. I know it's loved so good. It, it is it's it. so, so good. good. You should read it. It's I know. Incre- it it's was on my incredible. List. Incredible. And then I also cried in that um, one. Oh, same. It got me so emotional. So good. And another one that I think is so underrated and she needs so much more attention for it than she gets. Catherine Carter's Off Court Fix is a I've been seeing her stuff everywhere now. Like I've never read anything by her, but I've been seeing it. It's so good. She, it's a tennis player uh, in her mid twenties who is like stretched to the brim. Like she has had it up to here with the way that women are treated in sports and like how completely different it is for the men to the women. And then a 
ten- he's like a caller. I don't know what they're called, but like the chair, the chair person in tennis. Oh, okay. He's okay. a little bit older. And he has previously been betting on fixed matches. And they have like a run-in and they're like immediate enemies. But they turn out to be like the cutest couple. It is so good. And it deserves more attention. So I, I can't wait to read that. I'm immediately going to add it. I mean, you've added so many books to my TBR tonight. I'm very excited about. Um, I love that. And I feel like tennis is having like a moment. A moment. I've been seeing having- tennis stuff and I'm like, okay. It's having a on. moment. We're bringing know. tennis back, that. guys. Yeah. I don't want to play. Yeah. It's like I feel the same about hockey. Like I would never want to – I don't really want to go ice skating, but like – I don't know. I don't want to play tennis, but I'll read a tennis. I'll read the hell out of a tennis book. So I'm excited about that. Okay. Are you ready for some rapid fire this or that? Oh, my you, God. You yes, know how it works. You know, I am the absolute worst at choosing anything. No, but you have to. It's, it's a lot. So. <laughs> I will. No, but you don't get will, a choice. I, will. I promise. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. Uh, I will start. Hockey okay. or figure skating? Oh. Hockey. I prefer to watch it, yeah. I was a figure skater for a very small amount of time. That's where all my knowledge comes from, but hockey. I'll pick hockey. Okay. Um, Angsty playlist or pop playlist? Oh, angsty, uh, sad girl music forever and always. See, this is easy. You're killing it. (laughs) Okay. Glass of wine or glass of champagne? I don't really drink at all, but I guess I would go with a champagne. That's probably more what more my speed. I can have a glass of champagne every now and then. <laughs> or like a sparkling apple juice. My husband's sober. Yes, he loves I a love sparkling a good, apple like, juice. I love a kombucha as like mm. my substitute when people are drinking beer. It's like this it gives me the same like feeling, but it's not like making me intoxicated. <laughs> You're like, I feel like I'm I'm here. All right. Um, pick your praise. You ready? Okay. All right. Good girl or look at me. Oh my god. Mm. Good girl is such a classic. I'm gonna have to go with it. I Thank just, you. It's hard. It is hard. I, yeah. It doesn't happen often, I mean, but... here's my thing with look at me. I hope you're looking at the person you're fucking. I hope you're not, like, I Sometimes you're, like, in else. the moment your like, eyes are closed, and then they're, like, no, look at me. Okay, I guess like, that. It's like a I really command. wasn't thinking about yeah. that. I was thinking, like, where else are you looking? Are you looking, like, at the wall? Are you watching TV? Like, what's happening? Like, where, where are we Off-court looking? fix. Off-court fix. Another thing I'm going to say about it is the one she uses all the time in there is an adder girl. Because they're, like, and it is... That just gave me feelings. That just gave me feelings. It, it, and it will when you read it too. <laughs> mm, okay. All right. All right. I might be picking that up next. Um, all right. Our review of the week. If this is you, please send us a DM and we will send you some happy mail. Um, we just got so we just ordered some more stickers, so we have actual happy mail to send you. Um, but this is from Heather Love 2016 on Apple Podcast. It says, Love this podcast as a book girly. This is a must listen. So if that is you please send us a dm and thanks for uh rating us and reviewing us on wherever you listen to podcasts we appreciate you so much for doing that um and peyton 
Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, this was so much fun. I well, we I, I knew we were going to love you. I know. Well, she's going we to make herself. her horror herself out. I'm going to make her. Hold on. Make her horror herself out. I just like, I, I was so excited to have you on. I knew I was going to love you. And I was right. And I love being right. And so Peyton, thanks for coming on. Where can people find you? So I, um, mostly on Instagram, I'm the most active there. I'm very active there now, actually, um, uh, at Peyton Crin author, which I've had lots of trouble with people spelling my name. So it's, uh, P-E-Y-T-O-N and then C-O-R-I-N-N-E. Um, and I've we'll link you in the show notes all so over. that in case we you will, can't find it her, will be linked. We'll, it'll be linked. Yeah. <laughs> The same, the same handle for, for my Pinterest, for my Spotify, everything that you can imagine has about the same handle. And then my website as well is PeytonCurrent.com. So, um, and I always read, if people send me emails through the boxes on my website, I always read them. So I love them. (laughs) So send her a happy note Uh, through her email. Yeah. She loves it. I love praise, you know, that's just where we're going. Good girl. We like to, we like happy reviews. Yes. yes. Um, any, and you can form. find us. <laughs> you can find us at Smut Show Podcast on um, Threads, Instagram, and TikTok, and then we have Patreon in our Facebook group. Um, and we would love if you gave us also positive praise on our yeah. podcast reviews. Yeah, we like. I that. really am waiting for somebody to leave us a review on like Apple Podcasts. That's like just a bunch of praise from. Like smut books, like good girl. I would love, yeah. Look at me. I would just really I look. I incorporate as many as you can, and you can have like all the stickers. I'll just send you all of the stickers. That yeah, we, have. we will send you some. We will in New fact, competition. whoever yeah. gives us the best of those reviews, we will send you something really good. I, yeah, I will we'll figure it. something out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, There's Neely, your Where can people? Twenty twenty four. Where can people find you? <laughs> You can find me everywhere at Neelykins, uh, except TikTok, where I'm Neely Moldavian. People can find me everywhere at Rachel underscore M. Lewis uh, on all the places. I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere. <laughs> and Thanks. we will talk to you guys soon. Bye.